Welcome to Sleep Cues, the everything baby sleep podcast. I'm Erin, pediatric sleep consultant and founder of The Happy Sleep Company. From catnaps to night wakes and regressions to teething, we cover all things baby sleep. With a passion for children's sleep, we're here to help tired families get healthy rest. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Sleep Cues. Thanks for tuning in again. Today's topic is one that I probably see some of the most arguments happen around when it comes to baby sleep. It is about whether your baby's sleep environment should be dark or not. And I mean, let's face it, if we are being honest, most of us have had a conversation with someone, be it a friend, or very often I find it is a parent of ours or an in-law who just doesn't think that a baby's room should be dark and thinks that baby's room should be bright. And this is something I hear often from parents that, you know, example, my mother-in-law told me that my baby's room should be bright and I should keep the curtains open during the daytime so that she learns to sleep anywhere and everywhere. And then she'll be able to go to sleep anywhere I want her to go to sleep because she won't need to sleep in the dark. Here's the thing and here's what we're going to focus on in today's episode. We all sleep better when it's dark. So this isn't just about babies. This is about adults too. Based on how our body clocks, our circadian rhythms work, we all sleep better when it is dark. And definitely babies are included in that. So that's what we're going to focus on today. I'm going to give you some of those reasons why it's so much better for your baby's sleep if they sleep in a dark environment. I'm going to dispel some of those myths around having babies sleep in a bright environment. So here's the example I always start with. Say it's 5 a.m. You're on vacation in an Airbnb that has these white lacy curtains in the window. You know, the ones I mean, the kind that remind you of the doily your grandma used to keep on her dining room table. So you're awake because it's 5 a.m. and the sun is streaming in your room. But when you, as a grown-up, roll over and see the clock and realize it's barely dawn, your brain says, hey, go back to sleep. But here's the thing. Your baby doesn't have that. Your baby can't roll over, see that it's five o'clock in the morning and say, hey, self, go back to sleep. I know the sun's streaming in your room, but really try to get back to sleep. Your baby has no idea that it's time for sleeping at this point. All your baby knows is that there's light coming in the window. There's not very much sleep pressure left because he or she has been sleeping for the last nine, 10, 11 hours probably still a little bit tired, probably needs a bit more sleep, but the light is coming in the window and that must mean it's time to party. So it's very difficult for your baby to understand that it's time to go back to sleep or go to sleep or keep on sleeping if there is light coming in the room at five o'clock in the morning. This is why dark is best for baby's sleep. Again, based on how our circadian rhythms work, our brain understands that it's time for sleeping when the environment is dark. This is exactly why shift workers and people who live in countries where it's sometimes light outside for 24 hours a day use sleep masks and high quality blackout shades because we all sleep better when it is dark. The difference again, though, is that as adults, we can almost force ourselves to go to sleep. If we're exhausted and we really need a nap in the middle of the day and it's really bright in our room, we can probably tell ourselves, okay, we need to catch up on some sleep. We're really tired. Let's get to sleep. Or again, it's five o'clock in the morning. Hey, I don't want to be awake yet. Yes, there might be some tossing and turning involved. It might be hard to get back to sleep, but I'm going to get myself back to sleep right now because I know it's not time to get up. Your baby can't do that. On top of this, your baby is growing rapidly. Her mind is functioning at what seems like a million miles a minute. 
And that means that any rays of afternoon sun that are seeping into her room at nap time, any blinking distractions like that annoying little blue light on your video monitor flashing at her during a 2 a.m. wake up, or the street lamp that's shining through her nursery's beautiful but maybe not so functional petal pink curtains while she's trying to fall asleep at bedtime, all of these things are keeping her from sleeping better or sleeping more easily. Here's where the argument comes in. Here's where I often find parents having this disagreement with a parent, a grandparent in this case of their baby or an in-law or a friend who read something otherwise. The argument that comes from some is that if your baby learns to sleep when it's bright out, your baby will be able to sleep anywhere and everywhere and be what they refer to as maybe a very resilient sleeper or just be an easy sleeper because they won't need it to be dark in order to go to sleep. I hear that comment so often. Well, if your baby sleeps with blackout curtains and blackout blinds at home, how will they ever sleep anywhere else? You know what? They will because I do too. Again, I sleep with blackout blinds and blackout curtains at home. If I go to other places and it's not as dark, is it as easy for me to go to sleep or stay asleep? It's not. Can I though? I can. And that's really the key. No matter what you do, your baby is a human and they are going to sleep best when it's dark, but they will still be able to sleep when it's not. They just probably won't sleep quite as easily or as well when it's not dark. And that's really just what you have to keep in mind. Nobody's going to sleep as well or as easily when it's light as they are when it's dark. And if you're okay with that and you know that it's going to be a little bit more of a struggle when your baby sleeps elsewhere, whether they are used to sleeping in the light or not, it's going to be more of a struggle to sleep in a bright room than a dark room. So if your baby sleeps at home, like 90, 95 plus percent of the time, doesn't it make sense to make it dark at home? Because that's going to be an easier, more sleep conducive sleep environment. And then just worry about that other, you know, three, five, seven percent of the time when the time comes? I certainly think so. Let's concentrate on great sleep at home and worry about other sleep environments when that time comes. Here's the other thing though, and this is really, really important. You don't even actually have to worry about those other sleep environments. It's 2021 right now. There are products galore out there for baby sleep and to help your baby sleep better. And there's actually no reason whatsoever that you can't create that same amazing, wonderful, sleep-conducive, dark environment for your baby everywhere and anywhere. So if you are at home, what I recommend is really good quality blackout blinds and then really good quality blackout curtains over top of those. So in terms of the blind, what you're probably going to want to look for is like a pull down roller style or sort of accordion style blackout blind. And in terms of the curtains, you're going to want to look for something that's actually called blackout. Don't just get dark curtains. That doesn't mean they're blackout. Don't get room darkening curtains. Those won't be blackout. Get ones that are actually referred to as blackout curtains. You will be able to tell the difference because good blackout curtains generally have a panel, a special panel sewn into the back of them. They don't have to be dark. Again, I have blackout curtains in several rooms in my house, and some of them are actually white, but they are blackout because they have that extra panel sewn in the back. Another really popular trend I have seen parents doing at home to make their baby's room super, super dark is to get the pull-down shade, to get that pull-down blind. But instead of installing it on the inside of the windowsill or the window frame, they install it 
on the window frame or just outside of the window frame. So then those annoying little slits of light that you get on the sides of the blinds when you install them aren't even there anymore. But if you do install it traditionally on the inside of the window frame, then that's the good reason to get the really good quality blackout curtains to put over top of the blackout blind because that can help you get rid of those little slits of light that come in on the side. So there's another good product you can get for home, which is actually a blackout curtain rod. And instead of being straight across your window, that curtain rod actually curves in at the edges so that you can pull your curtains around all the way around the edge of the rod and push them up right against the wall. And again, the point of that is to get rid of those little slits of light that come in on the sides of your blackout blind. So at home, I recommend blackout blinds and blackout curtains, but What did I say before? That you can create the situation on the go as well so you don't have to worry about really being in a situation where your baby doesn't have a dark sleep environment. So there are really great portable blackout blinds that you can get that you can fold up in a nice little bag, but then take when you're putting baby down at grandma's house for a nap or going on a vacation to an Airbnb and you're not sure what the window situation is going to be like in your baby's room there. There's a great product called the Grow Anywhere Blind and a couple of other similar products that you can look for. They really are a portable blackout blind. They fold out nice and big or they can get smaller usually with Velcro tabs depending on which brand you get. And they have suction cups on them so they stick into the window with suction cups so they can fit various sizes of windows. Here's a little tip on this. I have had people tell me that their portable blackout blind falls down when they put it up. I'm thinking those people haven't used suction cups before because you do have to kind of dampen the suction cup and dampen the spot on the window where you're going to put the suction cup and then it sticks fabulously. I have never had a problem with the portable blackout blinds falling down, but you do have to make sure the surface and the suction cup are a little bit dampened. I don't find this gross and I just kind of lick my fingers and lick the, and you know, dampen the spot on the window where I'm going to put it. I lick my fingers and dampen the spot on the suction cup that I'm going to use and then it sticks into the window fabulously. If you find that gross, you can use probably a little damp washcloth to wet the window or wet the suction cup if you like. But that is a really great product to have when you're traveling so that you can always create the sleep conducive environment. It's not a lot of hassle. I promise I have clients use these products all the time. I use them all the time. It really just does create this nice familiar environment for your baby when you go somewhere else. And that's really the key. The key is that it's dark because babies sleep better in the dark when there aren't a million things in the room distracting them. And also, if you are in an unfamiliar environment, that's a time when it's even more important to make it nice and dark so your baby isn't kind of more confused and distracted by all of the unfamiliar things around them. So if you're putting your baby down for a nap at grandma's house and baby's not nearly as used to going down at grandma's house as she is at home, which would be the case for most babies, then it's going to be extra difficult to get to sleep, even for a great little sleeper, just because it's an unfamiliar space. We all have a little more trouble, do a little more tossing and turning in an unfamiliar bed or sleep environment than we do at home. So for your baby, if you can make that unfamiliar room really, really, really dark, it's going to make it that much easier for your baby to fall asleep. So that's just another great reason to make that other environment nice and dark as well. Here's the other thing though. A lot of people will tell me, but I'm still nervous. There are going to be some situations down the road when my five-year-old is at her aunt's house and I forgot the portable blackout blind or my child's a bit older and having a sleepover and I can't expect them to put blackout blinds in the window. 
Once again, try to remember your baby is going to grow up with good sleep skills and be able to sleep in other environments, even when it's not super, super dark. I will give you my own little girl as an example. I want to take a moment to tell you about NanoBaby, a company dedicated to creating amazing products that will guide you through your baby's feeding journey. Because really, if there's one thing as parents that's just as important and often just as daunting as baby's sleep, it's feeding our babies. Dedicated first and foremost to baby's health, the NanoBaby team joined forces with a team of pediatricians, lactation consultants, and biomedical engineers with a vision to be parents' first choice in baby care. They continuously design new technology that supports the special bonding moments that feeding time creates between us and our little ones. The NanoBaby product line includes the first ever nutrient-preserving baby bottles, the most advanced silicone baby bottles on the market, innovative breast milk storage, stylish travel essentials, and more. Their sleek and modern ecosystem is a game changer with designs that make nutritional feeding and travel with little ones an absolute breeze without sacrificing on style or convenience. Check out nanobaby.com and nanobaby.ca today and enter code HAPPYSLEEP for 20% off any of their products until June 30th, 2021. So Myla has always had blackout blinds and blackout curtains in her room. She had them at our old house. She has them at our new house. We have a portable blackout blind that we take when she goes to grandma's or we're on a vacation. But when she has gone for a sleepover at her aunt and uncle's house, for example, they have just kind of regular blinds in the window, not blackout blinds, and still a lot of light gets in. In the evenings, you know, when she was five and still going to bed at you know, 7.30 or so in the evening. In the summertime, it's still really bright out, so it makes it harder to fall asleep. And in the summertime, especially as well, in the morning at five o'clock, it's bright. So can my child sleep in another space that is not super dark without the blackout blinds and blackout curtains? She absolutely can. There have been those situations where we've forgotten to send along a portable blackout blind and it's still been totally fine. But here we go back to my original point, which is this. She sleeps fine in other spaces when it's not super blacked out. She doesn't sleep as well as she would have at home. None of us will. Most of us do not sleep as well in other places as we do in our own environment. First of all, just because it's more comfy and familiar at home. It's what we're used to. It's what we sleep in most days. And so, of course, it's going to be a little more unsettling to us to sleep in other places like someone else's home or a hotel. But the other thing is when it's not incredibly dark, she doesn't sleep as well. She sleeps through the night. She sleeps fine. She gets good rest, but not as much probably as she would at home. She has expressed to me as she's gotten older and there have been situations where she has slept somewhere where it's not as dark as it normally would be that, oh, mommy, you know, I had some trouble falling asleep at night. I had to talk to my bunny for quite a while to get to sleep. It was still sunny outside when I went to bed again, of course, because in the summer it's light quite late, far past most preschoolers' bedtimes. And she'll also express to me, I was up pretty early. I saw on my clock when I woke up at, again, say her aunt and uncle's house, for example, I saw that it was 5.40 and normally my clock says six something or seven something when I wake up. So I know that I woke up early this morning is something she might express to me. So did she at that point normally go to bed around 7.30 and sleep until sometime well past six the next day? Yes. And in an environment where it wasn't as dark and it was bright in the evening and bright in the morning because there weren't blackout blinds and curtains in the window, did she take longer to fall asleep at night and wake up a bit earlier in the morning? Yes. 
Was it hugely detrimental? Absolutely not. She got a little less sleep that night. She had a fun time at her aunt and uncle's house. She was totally fine the next day and able to tell me all about it. And it's not the end of the world. So that's what I mean when I say don't stress that when your baby sleeps in a super dark environment at home, they're not going to be able to sleep other places. They are going to be able to sleep other places. They might not sleep quite as long or quite as restfully as they normally would, but it is not going to be the end of the world. It's still a great idea, though, when you do have control over the situation like at home to create a really dark sleep environment because all of us Grownups, babies, all of us human beings sleep better when it is dark. So it's just a good thing to keep in mind. If you are having this argument with a friend or an in-law or a parent who just doesn't see it that way, you can make some of those arguments for your situation. You can tell them that information and apply that logic. You know, if you wake up at five o'clock in the morning and it's the middle of July, don't you have a tougher time going back to sleep? Can't you imagine how tough it might be for a baby to go back to sleep? Even if my baby always sleeps in a bright room at home, doesn't mean she's going to start to sleep better past five o'clock in the morning in the middle of July. So those are some things to keep in mind. The other thing I'll mention because I talked a little bit earlier about that annoying blue blinking light on your video monitor. I mentioned that. Well, certainly blackout blinds and blackout curtains aren't going to get rid of that, but that is another distraction that can really keep baby from sleeping better. The bright light flashing on your video monitor. Sometimes I'll see a wipes warmer with a glowing green light on the front of it. Your sound machine will sometimes have a bright power light on it that sort of illuminates the whole room for your baby's sleep space. And those toy fishy aquariums that you sometimes see attached to the side of the crib. These things don't necessarily help with sleep. They distract from it. So the things themselves, the video monitor is great. You can keep an eye on your baby. The sound machine is great. You can create a nice sleep conducive environment that's not, you know, that it, where the external sounds are drowned out for your baby. The wipes warber, I never used one. Lots of clients tell me they love them. The toy fishy aquarium, I would avoid altogether because it's just a big distraction for your baby. But the point is that all of these things, while useful in and of themselves, or most of these things like the monitor, the wipes warmer, the sound machine, all useful in and of themselves, they do have these bright lights on them that can be really distracting. So I would go around your baby's room and just cover all those things up with a little piece of black tape, all of those little lights so that they're not distracting to your baby. Because once again, you know that that is a bright blue light on a video monitor. Your baby just finds it incredibly interesting and just wants to stare at it at one o'clock in the morning while they're you know, awake for a few minutes, but now an hour trying to just stare at that thing and wondering what it is. You know that that green glowy light on your wipes warmer is just that, a wipes warmer, but your baby doesn't. And it's very distracting and very interesting as she tries to figure that green glowy light out. So try to cover those things up or turn them around in a way that they're not distracting to your baby during their sleep. So that is the information on dark for baby sleep. I am very passionate, as you can probably tell, about a baby sleep environment being really dark for all of the reasons I've just expressed. I can't really express strongly enough how much I have seen it help a baby sleep when it's dark. I've seen darkening a room eliminate early morning wake-ups. I've seen parents who are struggling hard with naps and all of a sudden we black out the room and naps are so much better. It's not always the magical solution, but sometimes it is. Or sometimes it is combined with some other things to help your baby start sleep be sleeping better. Sometimes we do still need to 
teach your baby some new independent sleep skills and combine that with creating a sleep conducive environment for them in order for them to start napping longer or sleeping better through the night or not wake up early in the morning. But sometimes it's just a matter of looking at your baby's room environment, removing the distractions and helping them sleep better just through that. So I hope that was helpful. Get those rooms darkened, blackout blinds, blackout curtains, and you'll probably see some improvements in some of those areas you might be struggling with that might just be related to nothing but the sunlight or the street lamp shining in your baby's window. Thanks for listening to Sleep Cues, the Everything Baby Sleep Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with a mom or dad who might need some rest. Connect with us on Instagram at The Happy Sleep Company and check out our website, thehappysleepcompany.com for loads of blogs, sleep guides, and information about how we work with families one-on-one to get sleep on track.